Hi, I'm Darcy Harris, and I want to personally welcome you to the Alpha Mare Academy. I have worked exclusively with female business owners since 1999, and I've seen how hungry they are for the knowledge and tools they need to be successful and live the lives they really want. I know how much they want to grow themselves and grow their businesses. That's why we launched the Alpha Mare Academy. We call it the Alpha Mare Academy because much of what I learned about myself and about being a leader in business surprisingly came from my experience with horses. In every herd of horses, there is one horse recognized to be the horse in charge and that horse is always a mare. It's a great responsibility to be the alpha mare. It's her duty to tend to the safety and well-being of the entire herd. The other horses look to her for leadership, boundaries, and wise choices. The alpha mare is self-assured, strong, and confident. She leads with grounded, authentic power. To me, that sounds a lot like what it takes to be a business owner. It takes courage to be an entrepreneur, so the Alpha Mare Academy is all about strengthening you, teaching you the skills, providing you the tools, and most important, helping you grow yourself. Since you're listening to this, I can already tell that you are a woman who wants to learn and grow, so let's get started. You're listening to Four Ways to Conquer Self-Doubt. I read a survey of female entrepreneurs recently. They were asked about their biggest challenges. The challenge that ranked second highest for the women surveyed was being able to convince others that their business would succeed. 42% of the respondents ranked this as one of their biggest challenges second only to work-life balance issues. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about how to counter and overcome that self-doubt and replace it with a sense of grounded confidence. And those thoughts led me to think about every woman's need for affirmation, but more specifically, self-affirmation, not the affirmation that comes from outside of ourselves, not the affirmation that comes from others, but what we say to ourselves and about ourselves. What took me down this path was my own experience with doubt and affirmation. Not long ago, I was asked to give an opening keynote address to a group of women who were nominees for a prestigious award. My topic was about women and power, because I love to talk about women embracing their power. And part of the content really challenged the women to go deep and to be very honest with themselves about things that might be difficult for them to, to consider, difficult for them to, to think about. Honestly, the topic, topic was a little bit risky. I had to work very hard to find just the right tone and just the right words to make sure that the women truly understood this learning opportunity? Well, when the talk was over, 
many women came up and complimented me and said things like, oh, that was wonderful, or you're a great speaker, or I always learn something from you. And that felt nice, but I went outside to breathe for a moment and to kind of let that adrenaline subside, and I mentally replayed the talk in my head. I felt pretty good about it, but also, to be honest, the thoughts going through my head were more like, was my message too direct? Was that story the right one to demonstrate the point I wanted to make? Oh gosh, I bet I looked down at my notes too much. And of course I thought, oh gosh, I still have these extra five pounds after my trip to Argentina. You know, no matter how well we do, we're always worried about those extra five pounds. Well, I came back into the conference hall and I went to the ladies' room, which by now was empty. Just as I went into a stall, I heard several women come in. And you know what happened? They were raving about my talk, saying they'd never heard anything like it, that it was a completely new way of thinking, that they really wanted to share the key points with others back at their office. Now, they didn't know I was in there. So I just stayed quietly in my place until after they left. But I can tell you that silently I was jumping for joy. That meant so much to me to hear what these women had to say when they didn't know I could hear them. But you see, that whole episode really got me to thinking. I had just politely accepted the compliments offered to my face, and yet in my head, I automatically discounted them. What really mattered to me was what I heard in the restroom. And that led me to the awareness about my own self-talk, about what I was saying to myself. I'd been given the honor of presenting a talk to 200 of the city's most accomplished female leaders, encouraging them to embrace their power. And here I was kind of beating myself up a bit. I didn't feel very good about what I'd done until I overheard other women talking when they didn't know I was there. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about the difference between external affirmation and internal affirmation. External affirmation comes from others, from something outside ourselves. We have what I call market affirmation. That means maybe we have a happy client that says nice things, or market affirmation can come when sales are good. That's affirmation that comes from the marketplace. A external affirmation comes when you are publicly recognized for an accomplishment or an effort, or when someone pays you a compliment. We ourselves can also do things that give us external affirmation. That means perhaps we buy something that makes us feel good or that we believe will make us feel good about ourselves. Internal affirmation is different though. It truly comes from within. It's that inner talk, that inner voice that reflects what we really believe about ourselves. And you know what, for women, so much of the time that inner voice is a critic, no matter what we've done, no matter what we've accomplished, no matter how well we've done. Anytime I've worked with a group of women and asked them to list their strengths and their weaknesses, 
their list of weaknesses always twice as long as their list of strengths. I have to make them stop beating themselves up. And any time I've worked with a group of women using a personality profile, the same thing happens. They get the results and they zero in on the negative traits of their types and uncomfortably laugh off the positive. I don't know why, but we women have a much easier time beating ourselves up than we do being nice to ourselves. So if our inner talk is more criticism than affirmation, what happens when the external affirmation isn't always there? What do we have to fall back on? What happens when things go wrong? A marketing campaign flops, a key employee quits, your technology goes haywire, or all of the above all at once. How do you affirm yourself during these difficult times? How do you remain optimistic? How do you remain resilient? How do you keep from losing confidence or slipping into self-doubt. I think it's important for each of us to know that our thoughts and words really do matter, and we need to develop our awareness of what our inner thoughts and words are doing to us. This harsh inner talk takes its toll, not just on our emotional health, but on our physical health as well. If you have ever doubted this, just take a look at the fascinating book, The Hidden Messages in Water, by Japanese researcher named Masaru Emoto. You can do a quick Google search for hidden messages in water and see exactly what I'm talking about. Mr. Emoto's photographs, Mr. Emoto photographs water just at the point of freezing when it forms into crystals and each crystal is surprisingly unique. Even more surprising is the fact that when someone directs positive or encouraging thoughts toward the water, the crystals become beautiful. When someone directs critical or negative thoughts toward the water, it forms unsightly shapes. Water that has been exposed to the words thank you or you're beautiful forms into spectacular crystals that look like frozen snowflakes. But water that has been told, you make me sick or you're stupid, forms into unattractive blobs. Now think about this. The human body is composed of 70% water. If our inner talk is critical or discounting, what is that doing to our bodies, not to mention our spirits? We've known for many years that too much stress can make us sick, and now we understand that negative thoughts and words may have an equally detrimental effect. It's easy to see that what we say to others has an effect on them, either positive or negative, but do we recognize that the same is true for what we say to ourselves? As leaders, this awareness is particularly important right now. The business climate is tougher and more competitive than it was a couple of years ago. The economy is still less than robust. I'm not trying to be negative, I'm just trying to be accurate and that will vary depending on where you live. 
We may be working with smaller staffs and trying to accomplish more with less. Increased expectations plus decreased resources make it difficult to remain confident, hopeful, optimistic. As a female entrepreneur, it's simple to understand that a few words of appreciation for employees, vendors, and customers go a long way. We make it a point to say please and thank you to others. We make it a point to tell someone we appreciate their efforts. But do we do anything kind for ourselves? Do we have any kind words to say to ourselves? The benefits of positive reinforcement apply to you too. Our self-talk affects how we think and feel. Listen carefully to the talk going through your head and notice how much of it is negative. Are you telling yourself you're incapable or disorganized or confused? The next time you catch yourself thinking negative thoughts about yourself, remember the photographs of the water as it freezes and remember this is what you are doing to yourself. We can choose to create beautiful crystals or unsightly blobs. We can choose to write off Mr. Emoto's book as a novel New Age experiment, or we can choose to acknowledge that words and thoughts have power, and our power can be positive or negative. Our self-talk goes through us like the ripples from a pebble thrown into a still pond. Are the ripples that we put into ourselves fostering more confidence or more self-doubt? Sitting on the corner of my coffee table is a stack of books to be read. I bet you have a stack of those books too. I love to keep up on current business ideas and pass along that wisdom to other women. One of the books in my stack is titled, How to Recognize and Reward Employees. I bought it because most of the professional women I've known and worked with over the years are always looking for creative and effective ways to recognize and reward their employees. You probably are too. But what about you? How do you recognize and reward yourself? I bet you don't do much of that. I've seen women with great humility give away the credit for job well done attribute their accomplishments to luck and diminish their own success when complimented. I've even seen women business owners pay their employees more than they pay themselves. What I don't see very often are women who comfortably and humbly take the credit for their own talents, efforts, competence, accomplishments, and courage. From the time we were children, we were taught not to brag, boast, or be self-centered. It's rude and boorish. Plus that, pride is one of the seven deadly sins, isn't it? Surely there is some afterlife punishment for being conceited. I bet we can all remember conversations among high school girlfriends who labeled another girl as conceited. She thinks she's better than we are was the worst insult a girl could endure. Being seen as superior was sure to separate a girl from the rest of the group. But you know what? We're all grown up now, and it's time to revisit how we think about taking the credit or simply acknowledging our own good qualities. 
it's healthy to be able to graciously accept a compliment without discounting yourself in response. It's only when being recognized or acknowledged is not enough that you need to be adored, acclaimed, revered over and over again, and it's never enough. It's only when that happens that our need becomes unhealthy. That's a sure sign that you need to practice more self-affirmation so that you don't rely on external affirmation. What's more, if we disconnect from our own legitimate need to be recognized for our talents, hard work, or results, we become martyrs, and we all know martyrs aren't much fun to be around. If we can't accept our own needs, we certainly won't be able to understand the needs of our employees for recognition and rewards. Denying our own needs never works anyway because they sneak up on us and explode in a big way or seep out sideways and become hurtful to us and others. When we integrate our need for affirmation for what we bring to the table, we can do a good job of providing that for others. We've been trained to be humble, gracious, and modest, and those are admirable qualities. But now I'm giving you a guilt-free opportunity to be unapologetic about acknowledging your own qualities and your own success as a female business owner. Here are eight guilt-free reasons to stop, think about all you've accomplished, and pat yourself on the back. Number one, you took the risk of being an entrepreneur. Number two, you are smart, competent, and talented. Number three, you work really hard. Number four, your name is on the note at the bank, on the lease, and on the tax returns. Number five, you provide great jobs for great people. Number six, you provide, you deliver excellent products and services to happy customers. Number seven, just think about what your business contributes to the local economy. And number eight, you cannot give what you don't have. You can't authentically affirm anyone else if your own emotional cup is empty. So when we think about the need for affirmation and the difference between external affirmation and internal affirmation, I'd really like for you to have a plan, a mechanism for what to do, for how to take care of yourself when all of life seems to conspire against you and it's tough to maintain your self-confidence. When you begin feeling those feelings of self-doubt, it's just common sense to have a plan like having a disaster plan. Many of us live in places with extreme weather. We prepare for snowstorms, earthquakes, and floods. We have a disaster plan. We know where to find the nearest tornado shelter. We have a flashlight and bottled water handy. We know what papers to grab or where the safe deposit box key is. We are prepared for the worst. So, I'd like to see you put together a plan to prevent you from spiraling into self-doubt or worse, self-abuse when all that external affirmation isn't right there when you need it. Here are four things you can do to build that plan for healthy 
self-affirmation and self-care. Right now, take just a few minutes to yourself and write down a list of adjectives that describe all the good things about you and spill them all out. Write them down one by one and really own them. And if you're in a place where you can do this, say them aloud like this, I am smart. Just own it. I am capable. I am really good at spotting my clients' needs. I am really good at marketing. Whatever those things are, write them down and really embrace them without countering those self-compliments with anything conditional. The second step as a part of your plan is to make a list of your top three to five strengths. You know, we're always so tough on ourselves and quick to point out our weaknesses. I do it too. But research shows that it's much more effective to find our strengths and build on our strengths than it is to focus on our weaknesses. So I'd like you to write out those strengths and post that list somewhere where you can see it often. Like put it on your bathroom mirror or find a special place for it at your desk, maybe on your uh, computer monitor where you can see it frequently. Make it a point to look at this list regularly and get in the habit of reminding yourself of your top three to five strengths. The third part of your plan is to create a subfolder of your email inbox called kind words. And anytime someone emails you kind words, appreciation, or affirmation, save that email into your new folder for kind words. Or you can actually keep a manila file folder too for cards and letters that you may get in the mail. Maybe someone sends you a nice note. Then on the days that you're feeling a little bit low and having a little difficult time keeping your spirits up, go back to those emails and cards and read them. Use that external affirmation to jumpstart your own internal affirmation. The fourth thing that you can do, I think is so important and it will take a little bit more time, but I am asking you to commit to doing step four and that is apply for an award, any award. And believe me, it's not about getting the award, it's about what you need to do to apply. Because based on the application process and the questions you'll be asked, the process of simply completing the application is affirming. It's affirming because it gives you an opportunity to really think about and document what you do well. No matter what award you apply for, I bet you will need to articulate all the good things about yourself. You'll need to list your accomplishments, review your volunteer and community service, and you'll need to describe yourself in the glowing terms you deserve. Have some fun with it. Boast, brag, and take the credit for who you are and for your success. 
and I promise I won't call you conceited. So now, as we come near the close of this session and think about everything we've talked about in these last few minutes, I would like you to call to mind just one word, one quality about yourself that means the most to you. What is the one word, the one quality about yourself that means the most to you? Be silent for just a moment and hold that word in your mind and in your heart for just a moment and then take a bow because you deserve it. As we come to a close, know that you can always count on the Alpha Mare Academy for resources to feed your mind and your spirit. We're here to help you think big and learn. We're here to help you go deeper and embrace the grace of your own gifts and your own power so that you can achieve your full potential. So please do visit us again at alphamareacademy.com and know that I am wishing you the best as you pursue your version of success.